asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead zone to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Views Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. Hopefully you guys aren't melting in this heat. I don't know about you guys, but it's really goddamn hot here. And uh, I'm a fat man and I don't like it, but there's not much we can do about it, so it is what it is. So hopefully fall comes soon, because I like the fall weather and I love Halloween, so it's a win-win for me, really, to be honest with you. But our falls, you know, go quickly into winter and that's another hellhole all, all on its own. So it is what it is. You take the good with the bad, I guess. We are on episode 102, where we're watching a movie called The Car from 1977. Uh, this is a fun one. Uh, for me, what I like a lot are small monster movies and movies where vehicles come alive and start killing everyone. And that's what this movie is all about, pretty much. So, a quick rundown of the storyline of this movie. A small desert town is terrorized by a powerful, seemingly possessed car. And the local sheriff may be the only one who can stop it. Uh, taglines are, is it a phantom, a demon, or the devil himself? Quick trivia, apparently it costs $84,000 to build the car. I'm not sure if they're saying the movie or the car itself. If it's the car itself, there's definitely an overpriced. I'm assuming they say the movie, the whole movie itself, but, you know, it's just how it's written out here. Also, there's apparently on IMDb, there's a connection edit. Uh, apparently this movie is connected to Knight Rider, the trust or Trust Doesn't Rust from 1982, which apparently is a movie where two crooks steal Knight Rider's like cousin, Car, with a K-A-R-R, and then it starts tormenting them and going crazy. I'm going to have to look into that movie. I am not. I might do it for the podcast, but we don't know. We'll wait and see. But uh, this movie has uh, 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb, 21% on Metacritic, and 28% on Rotten Tomatoes came out on May 13th, 1977. Directed by Elliot Silverstein and distributed by Universal Pictures. Um... Yeah, it, it, it's a different movie. Uh, if you guys haven't watched it, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, I forget where you can watch it at this point in time. I think it might have been free on YouTube at one point, but I own it, so I didn't really look that up. But we should look it up anyways and see where we can find it so you guys can watch it. But then again, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to be spoiled by this movie unless you pause it now to watch the movie, which is I think is like an hour and 30 minutes or so, roughly. An hour 36 maybe. But yeah, obviously you can rent it on Amazon, apparently iTunes, and Google Play. Uh, apparently it's also available for rent on youtube but i'm sure you can find a free copy somewhere it's also got 3.0 on letterbox which is the main site that i use to review everything so my written review will be out for that a little bit later but yeah definitely check it out and it's james brolin as wade parent the main uh main character of the movie so josh brolin's dad i believe yeah thanos himself papa thanos i guess would be the technical technical term on that one and now preview time When it comes to entertainment, you can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. 
The following program is brought to you in living color. Saturday Night at the Movies, the television series which each week brings you the finest in recent motion pictures. Evil has visited the Earth in many forms. Now it returns as the car. no driver in the car. The car possessed. I know why he didn't go into the cemetery. The ground was hallowed. We're just going to jump right into the movie. Title font comes right at you. Kind of, kind of basic and boring, but the music pops out a bit as the intro credits uh, roll with this dark blue filter over the film. The VHS cover has a very cool font on it, so I'm kind of sad that they don't use it for the actual intro of the movie, but it is what it is. I do enjoy the mood and the music that it's setting up for this movie. It, I do enjoy the music a lot, just for the movie from start to finish. I think it's really well done. Then the blue filter is gone, and we see a vehicle speeding down the road. Then we cut to two cyclists, uh, you know, just on their stroll down the side of the road. Uh, we find out later on that it's actually a boy and girl that are kind of like going away together, running away from home essentially uh, because, you know, maybe they're in love, maybe they want to start a family, maybe they want to start a life together and they won't want to live in this small little town. Uh, I'm not sure the real gist on their, their whole backstory, but it is what it is. Then we see from the car's point of view as it's driving down the road and there's this orange filter as it looks on everything. And when we see the car at one point, we do see all the windows are orange. And then the music uh, slowly starts to change into this like killer hunter side music it really sets the mood some more then the two people make it to the tunnel where they take a quick break and then they want to race in the tunnel and we hear the car roaring through the tunnel as well as it's falling behind them cut to the two of them as the uh, the guy is telling the girl to get over to the side because they they hear the car coming and they want to be you know nice and share the road because it's a de desert road probably not a lot of traffic so like oh you know we're gonna be nice we're not gonna be dickheads up here on this hill and we're gonna share the road but of course the car doesn't give two shits about sharing the road because it's up for blood we see the car getting closer and closer to the girl and it comes up behind her and starts bumping her wheel find out her name's Susie and then at one point it starts honking its horn at her and it's got like this transport style horn in it and it comes up behind her and pushes her some more to the point where it gets beside her and pushes her pretty much right off the cliff and then the guy is coming up to a 
bridge crossing and it pushes him right off the bridge a little bit farther down the road. We see the car speeding off down the road and then we just see this bike tire that's not attached to the bike anymore. I don't even think it has a tire action on it anymore. It might just be the rim, but it's all folded as it kind of wobbles and falls down flat on the road. Then flash cut to this guy being woken up, which is our main uh, character, Wade. He's being woken up by Lauren, who's watching him pretty much sleep she's a school teacher and they're not really together but he's he's definitely got something going on with her apparently she wakes him up and he's got the breath of a dragon which i've never heard that one before but i might use that sometime because you know it sounds kind of cool and then lauren goes on about how she really wants wade's two kids to like her and she always feels bad because i guess they've never really sat down to have a talk or, or anything and she's always disappearing out the back door before the kids wake up or that's what they think the whole time the kids are actually outside the door listening in because they know what their dad's been doing the whole time but the dad doesn't want to sit down and have talk with him at all because you know it's just separate parents trying to do what they think is right and probably not wanting to introduce a new girl to his daughters because he doesn't want the original mother to be pushed out of the picture even though we don't see or hear from the original mother at all well i know she's dead but apparently it doesn't sound like she's dead because the one girl says later on um why don't you just let lauren move in until mommy comes back you know then we can all be a happy family i don't think your mother would like that but you know it is what it is i guess it's a different time period back then and then we see Lauren and Wade wrestling around on the floor as the kids are listening from outside the room and to make Wade listen because he's being a little bit too aggressive we can only assume that Lauren grabs a handful of testicles to make him listen because she's like get up get up on the up on your feet and hands behind your back pilgrim they do a lot of impersonations which I'm not going to do in this at all but uh they seem like a happy fun couple then uh Wade leaves the room to wake up the girls and they're pretending to be asleep so he does what the normal dad would do which I do to Abby every now and then uh tickler to wake her ass up because uh sometimes they just don't want to get out of bed because they're being lazy let me cut to i think it's bertha leaving her house as her husband who's a jackass is getting all ready to beat her ass as another guy's outside their house waiting for a ride into town by the looks of it like outside their house is like the welcome sign into town and he's playing some kind of french horn and apparently you know they're fighting because apparently he came home late and she doesn't like it but he doesn't want to be you know told to come home when you know a schedule because you know he's the man and i'll come home whenever i want to come home and i don't care if i'm drunk and i'm gonna beat your ass anyways type character but then uh the, like i said the guy sitting at the welcome sign you know, tells the old man to, you know, calm down, not to not to hurt the lady. And he's like, oh, you're the fucker who woke me up with the French horn. You want me to shove that horn up your ass so you make music for the rest of your life? Or fart music for the rest of life? I forget the exact term, but the guy's like, hmm, farting music for the rest of my life. That actually doesn't sound too bad. But anyways, then the guy starts packing up his horn, giving this old man like a step-by-step -step on how to pack up his French horn. And the guy's like, I don't give a shit. Get your shit packed up and get the hell off my property and get away from my house. The guy gets his stuff packed up and then just decides to stand at the... At it's like Santa Yanes or something town that we're coming into. So welcome to and then he sees a car speeding towards him from down the dirt road. And he's like, Oh, it's gonna be a hot girl. She's gonna love me. She's gonna love my French horn. We're gonna we're gonna ride off into the the desert together and be happy and then from the car's point of view we see as it slowly turns to the guy to try and run him over and he jumps out of the way and then he starts giving the finger and cursing it off and the car stops and he's like hey the finger actually worked she's gonna come back and pick me up she doesn't come back to pick him up she runs him over now we're calling the car a girl but whatever but yeah it runs over a bunch of times no man's watching from his windows like hmm see told you you shouldn't be out you know trying to get right outside my house and that speeds away after you know, running him over like five times we then see wade getting his uh dirt bike ready to take the girls to school and deborah is the youngest girl and asks why lauren always sinks out the back door and why he doesn't let her stay with them till mommy comes back that's when wade's like oh shit you guys know what's going on it's like all right well what if what if lauren does stay here and then the older daughter's like well 
you know, like how I cook and clean, right? Yeah, well, I'll keep doing it if you let her stay. I guess they're all on board for her staying, even though Lauren's also one of their teachers. Then Wade gets on the bike and gets ready to take the girls to school as he rails into the police station um, to the switchboard to say, you know, just do my check. I'm going to take the girls to school and I'll be there for work. And that's when he's like, yeah, there's a, there's a scene you should go check out, which is the old guy's place. And then we see him showing up to a scene where the grumpy old guy is talking to some other cops. And we find out the car ran more the guy over like four or five different times back and forth the old cop i believe is everett wants to make sure that the old man's wife uh bertha i believe was her name is okay and he speaks up he's like yeah she's fine don't touch her leave her alone get back in the house bitch and the grumpy old bastard isn't much uh for info on the car he's like yeah i didn't really see no lights i didn't see no plates i didn't see nothing i didn't see someone driving you know just a black car just all just a big black car it looked like it was chopped a little bit actually to be honest with you it looked like the roof was chopped down a little bit yeah, it looked like it might have been customized and then we see a shot of uh uh, Chaz, I believe is the native cop, on the phone with someone, and the guy tells him pretty much to go back to his people in his land. He's like, yeah, you better hope I don't, because I'll shoot an arrow down your ass. And then he just hangs up the phone on him. He's like, I like you. You're my kind of people. Let me see uh, Everett uh, getting his team together, because he wants them to find the car, because he's not happy that a guy got killed passing through his town, because apparently nothing ever happens in this town, and he's not too happy that someone got murdered, which is understandable. Let me see Lauren at school practicing with the school band, and then I believe maybe the art teacher comes over and shows her this drawing that a 13 year old boy did of her and she's just naked at the drawing board and she's like oh look he's so nice he gave me bigger boobs I forget the exact size she says I wasn't writing that fact down it didn't really matter too much to me but she's all happy she's like you know he was being nice to me he gave me bigger boobs than I have you should be happy with that then Wade and his uh, police partner uh, show up I forget his name uh, damn it anyways then uh, the radio goes off because they find out that there's been another crime scene which is actually the bike scene from the beginning of the movie i'm not sure what the whole build-up or this part of the scene was for him to show up and then just be called away i guess it lets the girls see him quickly and he gets to see lauren quickly and then he's like oh i gotta go again there someone else got killed one of the cops is yelling thinking it's an accident and the other one speaks up he's like no fucking damn way it was an accident how the fuck did the bike get all the way over here we find out that the girl was uh one of the people that took off a couple weeks ago and that she's also the daughter of i guess the main doctor uh then wade speaks up wondering if it was the same car but for some reason they haven't found the boy yet that's when I forgot he actually was a little bit farther down the road and he's actually in the water because he was under, got rammed off a bridge. Then uh, Everett, the police deputy or chief or whatever, he's like, you know what? We're going to set up roadblocks. No one's coming or going. We're going to find that goddamn car and we're going to get this issue solved. Then we see Bertha, the wife of the grumpy old asshole at the police station and she's talking to Everett and her face is black and blue. She got the shit kicked out of her. And he's trying to get her to sign off on paperwork, but she won't. And literally, the grumpy old bastard is like standing like five feet behind them, just holding holding his hat like yeah I, I fucked up a little bit I might, I might have just smacked her a couple times I didn't mean to give her a black guy but it happened we see one of the cops outside sneaking around the back of his car it's actually uh, Wade's like deputy or whatever his his driving partner uh, apparently we find out earlier though that, that's what that one scene was when they show up at school uh, it's to give him an aunt one of the girls or teachers that works there is saying happy anniversary because Wade's been or not Wade, his partner's been sober and we find out he's not sober because he's sneaking around the back of his car to take some drinks out of the trunk because uh, he's been doing it for the last few months apparently. Then Bertha gets up and grabs her son and walks out of the police station and we find out that uh, she was apparently Everett's first back in the day. You know, 
so that's why he's got this like connection with her then uh Everett's just like you know what fuck it let's go get drunk i'm tired of dealing with this shit she's depressing and the whole time he's doing that wade's actually standing up uh, looking at this map of the areas trying to map out the crime scene to be like hmm wonder where he's going to hit next wade just wants everything to go back to like, the way it was last thursday because apparently last thursday was nice and relaxing and he's like i'm two crime scenes i don't want to deal with this shit this is not what i signed up for even though i want to be a police officer they go leave the station and then we see the grumpy old man pushing his wife into the wife and kid into the truck being like you go home i'm gonna go drink and get drunk and i'll make my way home somehow even though we only probably have one vehicle actually he actually is like a dynamite salesman so maybe he's gonna drive the dynamite truck drunk because that'd be kind of funny if he caused an accident right and then outside uh everett watches as bertha gets yelled at by her husband of course who's sending her home to so he can stay out and drink like i said and then we see the car's headlight turn on behind them and the car starts to speed up and the old grumpy guy jumps out of the way but everett just stands in the middle of the goddamn road like oh my god what's going to happen and gets ran over by the car and then wade you know runs out and sees him dead on the ground and then next thing we do we cut and see wade you know questioning the grumpy old guy yelling at each other because the grumpy old guy wants to go get some dynamite go find the car and blow it up wade's like no we're gonna do it my way and we're gonna find the right way and they're trying to figure out what happened and there's pretty much no more clues to go on about the car and all they say is is, you know big big ass black car big big black car we see uh chas who's talking to one of the native people because she was on the sidewalk and saw the whole accident happen and she doesn't really speak english she pretty much saying bad things are coming this way and there's just like ah you're just silly you're crazy lady wade steps outside for a minute and we see the chief still on the ground being picked up by the uh you know ambulance and the cleanup crew essentially uh then the, like the switchboard lady i forget her name she's also native and she's like you know he didn't tell you everything that he heard or maybe i might be jumping scenes oh yeah the switchboard lady apparently gets another call in and says that the car might be in the next turn over by the sounds of it because they have a car that kind of looks similar so wade's pretty much just telling them like good luck then uh wade is asked to sign off on the paper for everett's body because apparently he has no next to kin at all he has a really old man so i guess it's understandable but apparently it would be nice if he had like a a child or something sign off for him but maybe bertha was the one and you know he lost her somehow to a, a drunk old dynamite bastard but yeah then it's the switchboard lady she's going on how she was listening to the conversation of what the witness was saying and that chaz didn't tell them everything because the lady said there was no one driving the car because she looked right in and saw no one driving at all then the phone lines go off and it's a call about a body being found and it's actually the boy's body from the bike ride that fell off the bridge we cut to a cop working hard as he lays on the hood of the car we see a bunch of other cops all around setting up the roadblocks you know switching out you know their their shifts wade is then down below the bridge getting the the call in on the body because he's looking at it. he's like yeah this one's definitely dead and then we see a shot of the car just driving through the desert i'm not sure if it comes out like the sand at this one shot because it wasn't a great copy that I was watching but it almost looks like it's coming out like the sand pile and like the dunes and then we cut and see uh people rehearsing the parade marching band segment at what looks to be like a horse racing track of some sort and then we see a cop one of the cops up on a tower looking around you know keeping an eye out for the car and then we see you know the smoke and the wind starting to pick up a bit and we see it like it's a car coming from down the road to towards the racetrack and you know all the dust is starting to pick up and the wind's starting to pick up and the horses are starting to get spooked and then we hear the car horn going off in the distance the cop yells for everyone to get off the track and they all start running towards the cliffs because i guess they think that's going to be the safest thing which probably you know the car can't go for rock right and we see the car speeding on the other side of the the track and then it comes crashing through the track and a couple of the guys on the horse 
horses start running towards the car to try and distract them so the people can get away and then the car starts just picking them off one by one as it's doing donuts and you know knocking the guys off the horses then our marching band group run into an old cemetery where the car actually stops at the gate and just starts revving up his engine but won't enter and because you know it's sacred ground by the sounds of it lauren stands up and tells the driver to get out of the car and the car just spins around starts doing donuts in the, the dirt and she's trying to egg the car on but no one would go the car so she's like oh that's kind of weird she then throws a piece of wood at the car and it pisses it off so it breaks apart the gate but then just drives around the cemetery a bit where one of the other teachers jumps the fence and gets away thankfully she runs to the police car to radio back for help to the police station then we hear the cop sirens coming off in the distance and the car backs backs out and drives away before the cops can show up then we see the car speeding down a road and a cop sees him coming as he's standing outside his car it's the same cop that was laying on top of his hood and he's now got a shotgun in hand he's like i'm gonna get this car i'm gonna shoot it then on the rail he says oh god it's him and he seems pretty terrified about this car's coming up and then the car slows down and pretty much lines itself right up with the cop car the cop shoots twice at him but somehow misses him that's when we then find out this car has some kind of like force field or some kind of barrier around it where bolts and stuff like that don't damage it at all then the car turns around and drives away as the cop uh, chases after him and they all take off to try and box it in all the roadblock cars are all coming in together to try and box the car in wade also drives a police bike and has no issues taking this bulky damn bike off-road and even though i'd be afraid to fall sideways because of how bulky he is he sees them chasing the car up to the top of this hill where all the main cop where the main cop uh comes up around the corner and all of a sudden the other car is facing him and he puts on the brakes and slides his car pretty much to the edge of the road and this car slowly starts pushing him he he looks you know at the car you know being like hey you know i don't want any issues we're friends we're friends right we're friends and he goes to the passenger side to get out and he opens the door and looks down he's like well that's just a straight drop down so he gets back in the driver's seat but the car just pushes him down then you know the horn starts going off and the engine starts revving more as we see the cop car falling down the hill blowing up we see two other cars or cop cars going head on towards the car and he's like you know what you can't take out both of us well shit shit luck for you dudes because the car turns sideways and flips over top of them crushing both cars and making them blow up and then next thing you know you see the car on the road again it's perfectly fucking fine because it's kind of like the wraith or christine one of the two then he comes head to head with wade and wade stops his bike and pulls out his gun and the car stops right in front of him and wade takes a couple shots on him but of course none of the bullets actually hit him so he decides to walk a bit close to the car for some reason I don't know why you know this car has been killing everyone else so why the hell are you going to walk closer to it and then he comes up to the side of the car and we notice that there's no door handles on the doors at all and the the window comes down a little bit so he's like looking in but he doesn't see anything and then the door pops open a little bit and then it really pops open and knocks him right out then we see wade waking up in the hospital with some bruised rib and maybe a concussion we find out the doctor working on him is you know the doctor that lost his daughter earlier on then we see three cops coming in to check in on wade probably the last people on the squad to be honest with you because i doubt there's many people on this police station or police squad to be honest with you with how big the town is then wade tells tells him how he got knocked out by the door and that his bullets didn't do anything to the car at all to damage it they pretty much just disappeared then lauren speaks up about how the car wouldn't touch the tombstones or the graveyard area and chas asks wade what did the driver look like and that's when he's like you know what i didn't see a driver at all i didn't see anyone at all when the door cracked open a bit then wade's uh, daughters called their dad to check in on him and that's when one of the girls goes on about how lauren cursed the car out at the graveyard scene earlier on and they're all excited and said how well she was doing Chaz is then given the duty to drive Lauren home so she can grab some of her clothes seeing she's going to spend the night at uh, Wade's house so he can watch or she can watch over the girls let me see Wade talking to his buddy who always rides 
of him. I believe his name was Luke. Um, you know, the one sober man. He, he gets mad at him because he gave him strict orders to cancel the parade rehearsal and he didn't do it. And then Wade catches on that Luke has started drinking again. Then we cut to Chaz taking uh, Lauren home to get some clothes. Also, something that I don't understand in all, the, all these old movies. Why, when you're driving, you move the steering wheel so much? Because it looks like you'd be all over the road because of how much you're turning. But, you know, that's just me. You know, I see that in a lot of these old movies. Uh, why can't they just act like, you know, just taking subtle little turns? Not, you know, ripping it left and right. But, you know, that's besides the point. Anyways, Chaz gets Lauren back to her home. And she goes in to get her stuff. And he's like, are you going to be a while? She's like, oh, I'll be like a half hour probably. He's like, oh, I'm going to go check on my family quickly if that's okay. And she's like, yeah, yeah it's fine. Uh, she gets inside her little fence area. And then a piece of paper like blows away because the wind's starting to pick up. So she runs out to the road to pick up the piece of paper or whatever she lost. And then she's like, oh, shit, I'm in the middle of the road. And then we hear the wind starting to pick up more. And she's like, oh, no, it's the car's coming. So then she runs to her house to unlock the door to get inside. We see a shot of trash driving by down the road farther. And the car's headlights come on and it speeds the way he just left from uh i don't know also is lauren's a, a art teacher or not because when she gets inside her house in the living room area there's a giant painting of wade and process on an easel so i'm not sure if she's also an art teacher as long as well as the uh the music teacher by the looks of it anyway she calls wade to tell him about you know the wind picking up and how she's scared because she can hear hear the car horn and hear the revving of the engine and then we see the car's headlights as it comes through her big bay window in her living room drives right through her house runs the fucker over and goes right out the other side of the house like nothing ever happened then we cut to luke chaz and wade at this scene after the body's being taken away i bet chaz feels like a real asshole at this point in time because he left to go check on his family while getting wade's new love interest killed in the process then luke's like you know what i got an idea I know why he didn't go into the cemetery because the hollowed ground that's why he he can't be on hollowed ground he can't be on sacred ground because you know he's a demon Wade doesn't want to believe it at all though but Luke's like well you know it's a very valid point because uh how the hell else did the car shoot up four feet to get inside the house and drive through the house also how did the car know where exactly Lauren lived and it's like oh you got some valid points there Luke and, you know you're drunk, but, you know, you got some valid points. Then Wade gets everyone that's left together at the station, which is way more officers than I would have expected or left. Seeing how small this town is supposed to be, there's a lot of cops because I think already, like, five of them have died because I'm pretty sure those two cars I got crushed also had two cops in them but you know i could be wrong they're coming with this plan to get the the car and chaz was asked to go get the grumpy old guy because they need him out of the cell because he's in the holding cell uh because you know he sells dynamite or owns a dynamite i'm not sure which one it is but they need the dynamite to do the plan so chaz goes in and grab him and literally pulls the guy out by the collar of his shirt to where everyone else is like i'll kick your fucking ass man chaz has no problem being a jackass which i love wade tells the old bastard they need him because the old bastard gets his evil smile on his face. He's like, ah, I know you guys need me because I got the dynamite. Wade gets ready to set up his master plan. He goes up to the girl's room while they are sleeping to say goodbye to him and leaves a note. Um, I forget what the note said, but someone else is in the room watching them. I think it's like another school teacher and she's passed out in the chair. Wade gets ready to get set on his uh, dirt bike, but then he forgets something and he goes back into his garage. And when he's walking through his garage, we actually see the cars farther back in the garage. And then Marge, who's the girl that was watching the kids upstairs asleep um she's coming down she's like what's going on and he's yelling at her to go back upstairs where the kids are because the he's looking right at the car now i think the car's headlights are on now he tries to get the big 
uh, garage door is open, but they won't open, of course, and the car is still just sitting there doing nothing. He goes to try to open the doors again, and then the car comes at him and stops and backs back up into the spot when he stops trying to open the door. And then the car comes at him again when he tries to open the door again and backs back up and starts revving the engine and, you know, filling the garage up with smoke. And then we hear the girls waking up screaming because they know the car is there and they know their dad's in trouble. And then it starts blasting its horn so much that the windows in the house break and the windows in the garage break as well. And that allows Wade enough time to jump out the window, jump on his bike, and then the car takes off after him. Then as he's going down the road, the car takes another road, and Wade has to start chasing him because the car somehow knows what the plan is and wants to cut off the dynamite team. I don't know, it's a smart car, I guess. Not an actual smart car because it's 1977, but it's a smart demon car. Then the car comes up along the side of one of the trucks that has like the dynamite or maybe the fuses or whatnot and tries to run it off the road. Then we see them on top of the cannon with another truck full of dynamite as they're setting up the trap. We see Wade distracting the car at the bottom of the canyon for a bit to give the team enough time to set up the dynamite trap, but then he wrecks his bike and starts climbing up the rock side a bit. They have a rope thrown down for him as a getaway plot, and he gets on the rope, but the car starts ramming the rocks to the point where the rocks start breaking and starting to crumble with each hit. They go pull Wade up on the rope, but the rope actually gets stuck between two rocks, so then the car starts to head up the canyon where the team is, so they have to start rushing even faster to get their plan in progress. Then as they are running running to a, like another spot to set up more dynamite, the old grumpy guy falls on his ass and almost falls down the whole hill and down the cliff. And we see Luke and Wade standing in the middle of the cannon as they get ready to jump out of the way of the car as it's driving straight at them. And they do jump out of, ta- out of the car's way in time. And it goes right out the cliff and they set out the dynamite as well at the same time, uh, blowing up the car. And we see this like snake head in the the flames and the smoke and there's also like some kind of dragon wing as well i'm assuming just you know to put on the the demon possessed theme a little bit more he's like oh that, that's a, that's the look of the demon side of it controlling it and everyone gets up and we see a giant pile of smoke and dust blowing all over the place the way says whoever it was is done now looks like didn't you see it in the fire that wasn't a person that was something demonic didn't you see in the fire like the giant snake head and the wing and stuff and way it's just like no it's over luke shut up you're drunk you didn't see anything in the fire don't worry about it and then the movie ends and the credits start rolling and then they're playing over the car's grill and then we see the car is now driving through what looks to be a city so maybe the car escaped that spot and is now tormenting a different spot or maybe that was the spot it was tormenting before it came to this desert town we're not really too sure they don't really do much about it unless that's you know the uh unless that's the tie-in to the knight rider rust doesn't trust doesn't rust or whatever movie from 1982 that uh in the description as well on imdb for this movie i'm not sure but uh, i'm definitely gonna have to check that movie out to see what it's like because it sounds pretty interesting uh but yeah this is a fun ve- vehicle horror movie uh you know killer car it's always fun i i think it's a nice switch up from the normal business it's a nice car it's a different definitely a different looking car and the point of view from when it changes when you're inside the car looking at it chasing down people i wish there was a little bit more of that but it's definitely a very fun movie uh pacing's nice it's not too boring it's not too slow it's not that long movie it actually kind of really flies by to be honest with you it's right up there with maximum overdrive for me and christine i think this would be a nice uh double feature dvd collection with you know put maximum overdrive and then you put this on or you put christine and then you put this on you know i think they both go hand in hand in my opinion maximum overdrive and christine are definitely better movies than this one but it is solid and it's definitely up there uh on the rotten scale for me i would give it a 7 out of 10 it's a solid movie and it's fun. And it's got a good cast. You know, even that asshole does a really good job of being an asshole. But yeah, 
definitely check it out like i said you can rent it on youtube if you really want to but i'm sure you can probably find it a cheap copy on dvd somewhere maybe i'm not really too sure this might not be that mainstream of a movie to watch uh, definitely check it out if you get the chance and uh again i don't really have much more else to say about that which brings us to our movie we're going to watch next week um it's probably not a good one. I like the first movie a lot in this series, and then I think it kind of just goes downhill from there. Um, but yeah, we're going to watch uh, Wrong Turn 3. Don't know why I picked it. it just, it's been a while since I watched it. I think I own the 5-pack the collection, or 6-pack. I forget how many movies is, is now in it. I know it was remaked a couple years ago, too. Um, but yeah, we're going to watch Wrong Turn 3. Should be a fun one, maybe. Might be horrible. It'll still be fun, nonetheless. It is what it is. So yeah, definitely find a copy of that. You can probably find it cheap at Walmart, or it's probably streaming somewhere, I would assume. Uh, but like I said, I own the collection, so I'm just going to watch it on that. So yeah, should be a fun one. Definitely do your uh, research, watch the movie, so I don't spoil everything for you. But, you know, it's an older movie anyway, so if you get spoiled, you get spoiled. That's on you guys. As always, you can find me on all social medias, at TyphonSign, and also the Rotten Views Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um... But yeah, if you want to send me a direct message through one of those sites, they're all linked down below in the description below. And uh, yeah, check out the TikTok. We're going to try and get more videos up on there. Um, I'm getting a little bit of issues with my uh, video editing app. So th there's not going to be anything super detailed uh, for videos right at the moment until I get that fixed. I don't know if it's a laptop issue or an app issue. But it's always something, right? You know, it is what it is. Uh, but the podcast is still going strong, so that's the main thing. You know, if it's only one issue, then, you know, one issue is not that big of a deal. And then, as always, the outro music, again, is by Slasher Dave. Definitely go check him out. All his stuff is down below as well. And if you guys could, you know, share the podcast, give it a like, give it a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, that'd be highly appreciated. You know, try and get me up a little bit higher on the the uh, scales, the charts, I guess it would be the technical term. I would highly appreciate it. You know, I'm not expecting it, but if you guys have the time and you want to, I appreciate it. Yeah, you can also do rating on uh, Spotify. I'm not sure if that affects things that much, but, you know, it is what but it is. You know, I would appreciate five stars, but if you want to give something lower than that, that's totally fine too. Just give me whatever you feel is reasonable for what the content is. Yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace!